Welcome to the Arrest All Mimics podcast with your host Ben Talon. Hello and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. This is the Illustration Limited podcast celebrating original thinking and creative innovation. Our guest today comes originally from a small town in Wales and she has gone on to work for such clients as Clinique, Braun, Head and Shoulders, Lufthansa Airways. She does live painting in front of huge audiences. She does workshops in Barcelona, in Madrid. Uh, she's just back from New York where we actually had this conversation and she's blazing a trail right now in the industry. Her style is so unique and so vibrant and it's so kind of hip and contemporary but there's just such a such an organic feel to it. I had to have a conversation and find out more about the origins of that uh, and how she created a massive social media following which blows mine completely out of the water and a lot of questions get answered when you find out where she actually started um, on social networking graveyard myspace and use that to great effects right back at the start um and which is where her 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 name misled actually comes from working under a pseudonym we'll hear all about that and about some of the great jobs she's been working on recently more importantly we'll hear about how parental criticism really creative essential constructive criticism fired her up early doors and instilled a competitive spirit and a kind of desire to do well with her artwork from an early age uh, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about her potentially surprising background uh, in fine art, actually, and, and how she sort of crossed genres to come to illustration and, and how a long period out of the game, uh, you know, almost ended any aspirations really early on. Really, uh, really, really engaging tale that we're going to have coming up. Uh, we'll talk about the essential exchange with other creative people, but also how it's really crucial and was really important in Misled's path to lock herself away in complete solitude and how she had this romantic vision about uh, having a pet rat and nothing else and kind of working for days on end uh, to the point where her mother was concerned about not going out over a bank holiday because she was so kind of obsessed and addictive when she found the buzz right at the start that comes from creating artwork how as a, a brush manufacturer are talking about a misled brush range how cool is that uh, and many other things uh, joe is someone that you could really learn from and, and really uh, you know you really need to check out all the things that she's balancing and actually how she how she manages to carry that off um, I was chatting the other week at an event in London uh, for Artsthread. If you don't know about Artsthread, you really should go and look at what they're doing. They run portfolios for new graduates, but also a lot of workshops about you know contemporary issues that matter to everyone. And the theme of the event was marketing yourself on zero budget digitally. Uh, something I've had to get very good at, as we all have. You know, we all need to use social media channels now to stay stay in people's minds. But how do you overcome? the sea of information and how do you rise above that misled has been an absolute master of that um i think she's in the in the region of forty thousand followers on instagram alone and when that's an image driven platform that's a powerful thing and she'll be telling us about how some opportunities came out of the myspace days and how she's just ridden that so we'll get to that soon um as ever hit us up on the twitter at arrest all mimics we've been getting some really cool feedback on the first few episodes uh, we want that to continue so that we can shape this show to bring you exactly the kind of uh, kind of podcast that you want to hear you know we're going to be crossing so many disciplines and so many genres with all these interesting people it's really cool to hear who you guys want to hear on the show you know what kind of segments you want to hear um, and if you want to come on the show let us know you know we're up for hearing about the best innovative new projects and we want to feature them we've got some killer guests coming up soon I've been having some conversations this week with people that have done some of the most iconic stuff in our in our time in, in overall time uh, and really excited to be bringing you those people so I'm going to take you to our conversation with Miss Led. We met up in Brooklyn on the morning when I was leaving to come back home from an amazing trip to um to the city that never sleeps and joe was just off the back of jet lag getting in um when she agreed to very kindly meet me and get the kettle on to have this conversation um so i was kind of downhearted about leaving the city although really inspired as i always am when i come back from that place and joe was just kind of getting into that buzz of having arrived and you know she had that little nap but just to pull her through and we're going to talk about that what new york means to joe uh Let's get to it. Seriously, good conversation. I'm here with Miss Led in Williamsburg, and I'm feeling a bit heartbroken this morning because I'm going home. 
and um, I get that feeling every time I come to New York and it's been solid sunshine for nine days and I'm told that it's downpours back home like an inch thick with rain and yeah I mean you've been you've been here twice right to New York this is my second trip but it's changed a lot my memory <laughs> of it has changed as well I mean the last time I came was in 98 so it's yeah. a long time ago <laughs> it was completely different circumstances and I was wannabe budding fine artist then um it was it was exceptionally inspirational for me yeah and i've just been so excited about coming back and it's it's great so yeah. i'm on day two <laughs> so it's still early yeah and it's yeah. business and pleasure mixed business and pleasure mixed yeah i've got um i'm gonna meet up with some gallerists some artists um yesterday i did the highline which didn't exist the last time I was here, which is amazing. Have you been? Yes. Exactly. My brother and I went and did the Highline last Saturday, I think it was. I loved it. So yeah. Good, it? it got really busy. I definitely yeah. recommend going earlier in the morning. It's just yeah. so lovely. People just... said to us, don't go on the weekend, but we, we did anyway and we knew what we yeah. were in for, but it's stunning. Yeah, it's stunning. Just being surrounded by that amazing architecture, but being kind of nestled by such beautiful nature yeah. and all the relations and the, the kind of the relationships between the lines and the train lines and all the kind of I was going to say the same so thing subtle, I was like really taking all these little photos of all like, the, the railway lines yeah, peeking through amazing. and you can see people kind of looking going, yeah I really love <laughs> that so yesterday was kind of a day off I think uh, uh, it was like a fun day so it was Chinatown and the High Line hmm. um, I'm going to go to meet Anel at the Society of Illustrators today and then then I've got the weekend so mm. I'm going to make the most of that and then I've got some appointments on yeah. Monday till Thursday next week. Fantastic. Yeah. So you say the first time you came, you went to, did you say you were at college? When? I was at uni, I was in my third year of time to come to New York. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think my degree would have been a lot different if I'd come here on my first year yeah definitely yeah. I, I came away you know because I was like a bit lost in what I wanted to do mm. um, because it was really theory based and really, really conceptual and then when I went back I was just staging all these kind of ad hoc spontaneous little exhibitions and happenings and mm. it's just so fueled with energy yeah. it's great that's kind of how i'm feeling now it's like it's, on one hand i'm kind of heartbroken to be leaving like before i got here about 15 minutes early and i went and i sat on the street corner at the bottom down there oh, just kind nice. of stared at it felt like when you're out 15 and you break up with someone because it's blatantly <laughs> not working but you both sat there and it's like really mutual but you both look bottom lip out and it's like you felt like that staring at the city like yeah. <laughs> really bad analogy but that's kind of what I felt no that's great it's, it's got that kind of romance isn't it you yeah. know, it's just it's just I mean at the bottom of the road it's, it's just perfect bottom of this block yeah. I went running there yesterday and you yeah. could just sit there and just watch it's beautiful isn't it a little park watch the water the kind of lap against the, yeah. the rocks it's so nice so it like looking at that city is kind of so intimidating but it's just so I think it's beautiful I really do yeah. and then um, but like you say I'm, I'm so fired up creatively now Mm. There was a cache of photographs. First time I came to quite five hundred pictures. No and that was after the edit. That was after that. That, right. <laughs> that was after I got rid of the ones, the, the weaker ones. But it's just so much. Every street, I took about five pictures just on the street, walking down on little bits of you know graffiti that made me laugh or interesting doll fronts. And it's just this. I don't know. It just does something to me. This place. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. So it's good. If I'm ever struggling, and I've got spare four hundred quid, <laughs> I'll fly out here. <laughs> So how long have you been uh, operating under mis misled? Um, well, it was it was it was a synonym really. It was kind of a name to hide behind in the MySpace days because I hadn't drawn for oh, really? something like seven or eight years. So yeah. it was just that, that just acted. Well, MySpace acted as kind of a platform to kind of test the water or kind yeah. of just slowly sort of yeah. try things again. So that happened in. The end of 2006, 2007, so yeah, not quite sort of about not quite 10 years. That's really time. cool. Yeah, yeah so it's interesting because it's we talked about you know having mutual friends in, in New York that can introduce you to valuable people. Yeah, and it's so I still think it's more crucial than ever to go and see people in person actually to make human contact. Absolutely, but at the same time, that's one of the great uses of, of online platforms is like you can immediately reach out to this vast audience of like-minded people and actually go okay well that project's getting that response and and 
you know, that maybe that style's not working so much. It's a really good way to gauge. Yeah, it is. It was really great for me and it just it just it just got this this confidence. Like people were really digging it and yeah. um I was working at the time but working with um with groups. I was working in um, schools and community centres, running workshops and uh working in a public art course. So um, when it, so my times were a little bit more flexible. So I'd have half a day here and half a day there. Mm. So every time I had off, I'd just be looking at how I could get my work seen by more people. Because yeah. I mean, um, with with MySpace at that time, you could kind of you just sent a HTML copy to because it was very much about sharing imagery there. Different mm. to Facebook now. Kind of seen me spamming now, <laughs> so yeah. quite lucky then, and just just spend say six or seven hours just just posting one image out, mm. and making sure that people would see it, and yeah. that just gave me so much so much fuel to keep going. It's a real boost, isn't mm. it? At first, yeah, it's, and I think um, like I say, I think I think people can be kind of guilty of relying upon it now, which is dangerous. But then, yeah. if you mix the two well, you know, I think it is is too. Yeah, I think I think. We do and can live quite solitary lives as illustrators, yeah. and it's so easy to just kind of sit in front of your desk. And yeah. I know I've done it, definitely. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. And it's really easy to do it, and it's comfortable. Mm. And uh, your risk kind of threshold changes, yeah. and that's why trips like this are so important. Yeah. Um, it does. It just yeah. it just relights the fire, and also. Um, you just you don't know what you're going to see, who you're going to meet, and what you know what new ideas you're going to get. Yeah. I think it's so important as creative people to surround yourself with new things and, and try, you know, listen to music you might not have considered listening to. Yeah, films absolutely. That you never, never, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, I guess, is what mm, it is, mm. you know, um, and, it, and it, you just grow, don't you? So whatever you're doing, musician, photographer, it doesn't really matter. It's just, um, I think it's key. So have you always been creative? Oh. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, You've got absolutely. a creative family, or is that just something that was in you? Um, my dad was in the Royal Air Force, uh, not by choice, but he he was so, um, he was a real draftsman and he absolutely loved carpentry. He was kind of, he's just had lots of kind of passion for, for crafting and drawing and mm. um, he was just really, really so supportive of yeah. my my need or just this 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 direction and really I'm really really thankful mm. for that um, and he'd just be he'd just be a real he'd be like my teacher as well in that sense yeah I'd show him a drawing and he'd he'd go away on um he'd go away on courses uh, through his work so he or he'd go away and on trips and he'd come back and he'd come back with all these amazing books, how to draw and I'd wow. go, right, okay, do this. And then I remember there was one woman, it was like a nude and she's sitting in an armchair. And and I, unsurprisingly, it done loads of detail on the eyelashes and he just rubbed out the face and he was like, no, it's not about that. So he was just like really wow, yeah, so quite, quite critical but in a good really, way. Really, really yeah. critical. And yeah. it, it just, it just gave me a lot of, I don't know, it made me a bit more, maybe a bit more resilient yeah. and when I was going through college he'd come, come up with things like if you were if you knew as much about or if you spent as much time as you do listening to music and hanging out with boys <laughs> and you are you'd be a better <laughs> artist but you know I think back to that even now I just think wow that's amazing yeah. it's great it's great isn't it because I, I had the same thing like my mum went to college and did art and, and she didn't know if she would be on that but she still does it now and loves it and oh great Everyone that I spoke to so far on this podcast actually has, has been well supported, and it's so yeah. important because we're this. You know, and I, I sort of I don't want to repeat myself on these shows, but I, I I've got a real bugbear with that attitude that that creative study is not a valid form of education, and it still exists, which is really sad. Yeah, it's sad. And particularly, yeah. I think the government are not very uh, don't really appreciate the value of the arts in society. But my, in my case, yeah, my, you know, it was there was never any pressure to do it. But when I did it, I was encouraged greatly, mm. and. Um, yeah, and same thing. My dad would be like, "It's really good, but you know, maybe that eye is not quite, you know." And you know, rather than, "Oh, that's good," you know, and then kind of because you get that sometimes. You see some parents, it's like, "Yeah, that's good," and you know, so yeah, kind of thing. Don't, yeah, don't exactly. bother me anymore. And he's like, 
So that feedback would be like, I'd, I'd kind of be heartbroken momentarily, but then there's results. You just, you, it just drives you more. Like yeah. I, I, I had an exam and I said I got ninety eight percent. He was like, "Where's the other two? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But in a real kind of, That's he was joking, but I was yeah. just like. But it does, doesn't so it? Funny. And, and I, I'm very. I've always had a quite a natural competitive spirit in me. I, yeah. I think I think I'm a passionate sports fan. A lot of sports, and I, I'm, you know, so my dad used to take me to watch Leeds United as a kid, and I, I thank sport for kind of giving me this desire to, you know, just seeing people win, and lose, and, and get that gut wrenching feeling when, yeah. you, when my team loses. So I went to school and I would be a horrible little shit on the football pitch, you know, mm. the, the one who was like treating it like a cup final and the <laughs> family ball games sent to my room within like three players and it's just like, the, the, but the great thing is when I suddenly realised then when I got to sort of college and school and yeah. turned that to a positive channels, that, that, that resolved that criticism that I would receive as a kid would, you know, my uncle would have drawing competitions with me and so each time he came down, I was like, oh, determined to beat this, you know, this, I don't know how old he was, this 30-year-old man who was blatantly going to beat me every time, but I, I, I hated the fact that I knew that. And, uh, yeah. and it, it, it just, the progression sped up so much. And yeah. um, wow. I worry that, that, you know, people becoming a little too wrapped in cotton wool, in, you know, in modern society to the point where how do you learn if you don't take the knocks or you don't, or you're not challenged, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think that's... Um, <laughs> Where's the other two? I love that. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so you, when did you graduate? What year did you say that was? Uh, I graduated in 98. 98, yeah. yeah. And did you go straight into illustrating? No, not you... at all. Not no. at all. Um, I, um, I got shortlisted for the Becks Prize at the ICA, so I was still very much immersed in being a, a, an oil painter. Okay. Um, yeah. I was really, really... Um, Excited by Jenny Savile and Lucian Freud, very mm. kind of visceral, uh, realistic mood. Um, so very different to what I do now. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just just the fallout from that really. I think it was it's it's really difficult. I've spoken to so many people that have done fine art related degrees, and it's. Mm. It's it's really really difficult to kind of continue that because you need the you need the capital for a studio, yes. you need you need the time to kind of immerse yourself. It's not so yeah. so so that was that was something that, that I couldn't continue, mm. and I stopped. I kind of kind of uh, didn't really know what to do, so I just stopped and I didn't really pick up a pencil until eight years later. Yeah. So yeah. That's really interesting. So, did you work? Did you work, sort of work full time in the meantime, or? Um, yeah, I came to London. Yeah. So that was that was my change. I kept trying to change my circumstances so that mm. so that it wasn't. I didn't feel like I was losing anything. Maybe I don't know. It was just. Yeah. Um, so I came to London, which was really all-consuming, which was great. It was such a big change for me because I'm from yeah. a small town in Wales, South Wales, yeah. and. Um, and just did lots of office work. I didn't have any work skills, so I did all the fun jobs, like the cleaning jobs, the food prep, the working on Fleet <laughs> Street, yeah. making sandwiches for people. Oh, really? For office workers, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, a few years later, after doing bar work and really great restaurant work, um, mm. I found a, a public art course, and within a year, I was coordinating the course and uh, teaching yeah. there, and that that kind of really allowed me to kind of reset my ambitions mm. um, because I was working a lot with enabling and teaching other people how to enable others through art. So I was working with adults with disability, like big groups of people and wow. having to talk in public, which was like so, such a daunting, <laughs> frightening thing yeah. for me. And it was, I just, I just found this art that I could use and support people and give it just felt like such a gift mm. and through doing that for a few years um, like I said it just just made me kind of have ambition again or believe in myself and I had that confidence because yeah. you know you have this this lovely uh, two-way kind of exchange that exchange yeah. is wonderful and I get that a lot from doing my workshops yeah, so, yeah. I think that's wonderful I think that's really lovely because I mean that's quite a it's quite a gap isn't it seven eight years you know and it's and I think it's such a gap what I find is you get people who sort of graduate I, mean, I was at New Designers a few weeks ago and I was 
chatting to a lot of new graduates and just about sort of freelance lifestyle and yeah. all that kind of stuff and looking at portfolios. And there's almost this, this thing that if it doesn't happen within you know six months, it's it's a failure or or people, it's a real confidence game and people sort of take a knock or maybe they're out of the game for a little while and then it's and then it, you almost it's the psychological the lack of confidence that you sort of find from that is hard often yeah. to pick it back up and start from scratch when you've had so much tutorial input to then pick that up again on your own and, and drive yourself forward. It's, it's not easy and it's not for everyone. Um, so that's really, that's really interesting that you did that. Did you, did you find that the, the jobs in between, um, did they give you some resolve that, you know, I, I don't want to do this for the rest of my career? Did it, did it kind of, or was it just more accidental that you, you, you did the course and then you and then that started you up again? Almost. Well, the course started me up again, definitely. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was at, I was working at St. John restaurant and that was great, but I, I just needed to really connect with my work. And, I, and I'd done a few sketches, yeah. you know, um, but nothing, nothing like finished. Mm. Just doodles and things like that once every, like a couple yeah. of year or something. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then it's just it, just going through this thing of, you know, when you, you, you from five, I was drawing and um, I had a, like a mini scholarship, got offered a scholarship when I was... 10 and I just drew all the time I was yeah. making books just so creative and I did it every day mm. so it was so weird to have this kind of just this vast kind of nothingness it was kind of like was like who where's my identity because obviously that's and um, because my dad was in the forces we moved around a lot so that was my constant that was yeah. my thing and it was it was really it was really great to find this course and I just thought I need I needed to connect with it and I needed to yeah. to get um, to learn again and yeah. um, and but I didn't really foresee anything at that time mm. when I was um, when I had that gap it was it, it was a confusing time yeah. yeah did you get the did you get the um, just speaking from experience did you mm. you know once you got that once you got those first couple of steps in the ladder and you and you, and you thought hang on it, did you get that wonderful feeling where it's like you're addicted immediately and it's like yeah, and I, have absolutely. To, I absolutely have to do this and I can do this now and it's I loved that time of my career I really did yeah it was really great um I was uh living in a place in Homerton for four years and I lived with my landlord which is perfect because he worked for National Geographic and he was mm. a bit of an explorer and a writer so he had this amazing oh, wow amazing library and it was kind of the way he had the house was just epic and I had like a sort of studio into a bedroom so I had that separation and yeah, yeah. he had like an old interior doors a desk so I had all this space that sounds so, so romantic he, it was amazing <laughs> I remember my, that was the first time I had an internet line and a phone line and I, and I just started to feel like I was set up it's so different isn't it, it makes me feel so old it's nice, and it's how epic that is, is and you're just thing? yeah office yeah and um just around that sort of time was when I was just starting to do this course mm. and um <clears throat> and he, he he's just like complete Japanophile and he'd come back from one of his trips and he's like I'm really sorry but you have to move out I'm gonna make your room a wet room and I was like <laughs> oh my god so I was like okay and I just couldn't cope I'd got so far and oh. I kind of got to this point where I was starting to build something. I don't know if I really knew what it was at that point, mm. but I was just, I was really studious and I was so threw myself into this course and it was so practical. Yeah. Um, and it kind of picked up on, it was like uh, drawing, painting, yeah. and um, integrating with groups and yeah. teaching. And um, so I decided to get this place. I got this amazing place in Dalston in a kind of rooftop, yeah. uh, like a, a roof floor. And I just just was there on my own, and my parents would phone me up and go, have you been out yet? It's like, it's Easter, I'm gonna spend all four days in the house, and I'm just gonna be drawing, <laughs> and it was like the most exciting thing. It's just no like, one understands oh, unless, no they're in, unless they've done it, oh, they're in there, because yeah. I did the same thing. I locked myself away at a freezing cold garage in Preston, which is where I graduated from, paying 40 quid a month. But just the buzz from like, oh my, oh my God, I, I built a really crappy website on Dreamweaver for Dummies and sat there. For, I was out, it was the only time I was out at work on the dole. Left, um, left uni, did a few odd jobs. Uh, no, I was at Waterstones. So I, I, I just got to the end of my tether and kind of left the job, bottom of my overdraft. Most illogical decision, but I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, 
so I had, you know, rented this cheap garage by that point, so I locked myself away for like six weeks in this garage. But was it waking, you know, waking up early, excited, like, like I've got to get out there, like 14 hour days. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Crappy website you built, but what, a, what an amazing Anyone feeling. Knows? Sorry, no, no, one, no does. one knows. No, no one does. Brilliant, I love it. <laughs> no, we weren't, we weren't good enough for women. We didn't deserve windows at that point. <laughs> it's weird, and I had that in my fine art degree, and it was just this idea of, and I think more so now. I still, I still find it a romantic notion, and it's something that, that I want to kind of, uh, be able to create again. And I think that's that's where New York kind of mm. comes in for me. Is that feeling? Um, also connected to the Lucian Freud idea. It's like, oh, all I want, all I need is a single mattress. I'll maybe have a pet rat and a kettle. A pet rat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rat would probably come with a really awful room. Wow. <laughs> and just, just, I just carried this this statement oh. and this idea in my head for years, and I did. I had that kind of, I did that in Dalston. I'd put yeah. my makeup on to go to Sainsbury's. So that I would be that, that thing, and then you'd go out, and then. Dalston was really quiet then. You just yeah. have like there'd be a Turkish place across the road, and I'd go there and I'd have my breakfast, and I'd go and maybe I'd take my writing because I was writing loads. Yeah, yeah. I'd write for an hour every day when I woke up. Just, just my kind of ambitions and what I wanted to do, oh, what wow. all the things that were in my head, and I was just so full power with it. And it was just that that kind of solitary confinement. Yeah, was just it's just amazing. Yeah, and it's just. I find that I need, as artists, we need that more and more. You know, that's why people go to the desert to record albums and yeah. write music. And yeah. you know, um, I I went to see the um, the amazing uh, Sheila exhibition in the Courtyard, and it talks about him as a young boy being so enthused and inspired by other artists, mm. and it's so. I was I was really sort of. Uh, that really resonated with me because of that. Because at that time, when you were in, you could completely immerse yourself into something that you'd seen. Now we're so overly exposed to sound and music yeah. and yeah. visuals. It's so hard to kind of hold on to that sensation and to be able to carry that with you. And I think you do need to kind of shut yourself out mm. and uh, to be able to kind yeah. of. Like kind of store them away. Yeah, I, I think so. I think you have to have, I think you have to have ownership of those little guilty pleasures, and you yeah. know, it's that idea of going to, you know, the archive library and that kind of that yeah. romantic vision that you have of those these dusty old places where it's just you and maybe you're just on the corridor alone looking at these books and the, but, yeah. but I, I, you do it. I crave that, and like you say, it's information overload now where you know everyone's exposed to everything to the point where you know what people care about and and what it's becoming so hard to actually. There's no filter system either. That's the yeah. thing. You, how do you filter it out? Because you're constantly, like you're saying, I've got, I've got so many photos. I've got so many. Yes. And, it, and yeah. that's just such a. It's great. It is great. But there's, yeah. it's difficult as well. I, yeah. I, I kind of find it sometimes so overwhelming. I find it really difficult. Mm. I was saying because I was, and I was only half joking when I said this to a friend recently. I said, um, <laughs> yeah, I said I'm gonna. I was talking about, like you said, about bands going up to the desert to record yeah, yeah, yeah. I said to him, like, I said, right, I'd, I'd been away for, t- for two weeks with my girlfriend in the camper van in Europe this summer. And um, we saw so many castles in like Bavaria and Germany. And oh, it was wow, absolutely nice. stunning. And, um, and I said to him, I texted him one day just saying, I might arrogantly lock myself away in a castle in, in, like, in Germany somewhere to write my second book. But I was, I was only half joking. In my mind, I was like, I wonder if I could actually get access to one of these places. And you know, like walking on the turrets, like just looking out at the public. It was kind of... <laughs> Maybe like make a little, uh, maybe like a little video of you doing it, yeah. kind of behind. Like, have you ever seen the Scotch Mist, the Radiohead video? Uh, no, I it shows that. it's a video of them making the album, okay. and it, yeah. it was just pretty <laughs> mind blowing at that point because because they showed everything they were using, and mm. artists don't generally no. do that. And it was like a real insight, and it's and it's curate created or edited mm. by Adam Buxton. Okay. It's yeah. brilliant. I, yeah. I never really was a huge Radiohead fan. Yeah. But when I saw that, I was like, wow. <laughs> so that's what you could do in your castle. Radiohead is so that's, good. Yeah. Different yeah. cameras. That would be good. That's just CCTV. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just feeding your imag- imagination <laughs> and what you're inspired by. It's an idea. It's an idea, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's funny, isn't it? Radiohead have, have got that perfect balance of being so kind of 
somehow managed to retain the mystique in like the age of information overload. Yeah. You know, they've they released the right amount of things like you know you know they were the pioneers of the whole pay what you want for an album and yeah. Um, you know, and then the conceptual videos and things like that, and then the the work they've done with with Stanley Donwood, you know, and that and that constant move moving forward with the artwork and the visual identity, and they're just there's such um, I'm so fascinated by that band because I don't I don't know anything about Tom York or any of the band members mm. really, you know, beyond yeah. what I'm shown, and I love that, and I think it's so hard to do that now in the modern age with what we yeah. do, you know. So it's like, so so, where, so about your sort of. Because your, how would you can describe your style? You're the only person who can truly describe it. But I, I your colour in particular astounds me. Like your colour use, I think it's it, it's so far beyond what I'm doing at the moment. It's like my stuff's sort of very two colour pop art almost. Yeah. Your stuff is overwhelmed with this amazing palette of colour. Like how? Did, what were the origins of that? that? That's something that's kind of developed. Colour's been something that's um, that I really struggled with when I started out, and I think my my work's such an amalgamation of. Without, how can you say something other than journey but the last yeah. nine years you know um, the first thing I did which worked with my t- with my name which ended up being a tag was was these uh, secret wars uh, live art yeah. um, battles so I was working really large um, in it's kind of more sort of performance really doing sort of uh, street art styled work and that mm. just wanting to be able to just try something just just that element of risk what we're talking about so my work kind of with the black and white style it kind of relied heavily on my inspiration from like Beardsley I like the the flow and what you've seen a lot in street art especially 90 street art mm. the kind of mucha kind of art nouveau kind of lines so so that was very much the beginnings of that there was a huge festival, there's a massive illustration festival in um, in Holloway and my friends uh, at Designers Block were setting it up and they said, said about this, this event and I knew that Debbie Watt were there. So many, they'd flown artists from Japan and America, it was going to be epic and I was like, right, I don't have an agent, yeah. nobody knows who I am, let's just do this and just that whole idea of just doing something so terrifying yeah. against the clock on four rounds just really really that's quite crazy ballsy. that's quite it a was ballsy thing to do yeah it's unbelievable like you, you find that with most creatives the word the word business and the idea of any public performance or speaking and like the you know it's really difficult the antichrist it's yeah like, <laughs> same I hadn't done anything yeah. like that before but but when I started out it, it was very much I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Obviously, I wasn't going to do an oil painting. Mm. Um, and my colours were very kind of skin skin tones, and you can see that a lot in my work. Yes. And that, that's been really... Because of the colour uh, being void from the first... So it was very much black and white mm. when it started. So then I slowly started to add a bit of colour. So the first would be just maybe eye colour blush for mm. portraits okay. and then it would slowly build and it would build with tone and I was using digital colour only mm. because I'd spend so long on these, these drawings and the fear of ruining them was just yeah. just too great. So, um, but I did, I, I did my portfolio, I reprinted my portfolio for the first time in something like eight years or maybe six years. And I was like, wow, my colour's completely changed now. And my, and that's come through my confidence. And the stuff that I really love is yeah. a project that I've just done from Braun. For Braun um, and it's just like really powerful colours. Bright, almost um, cyan and magenta mm. and bright greens and jade. Yeah. Wow. But, um, yeah, the colour's developed. You can almost see the change through yeah. the years. Yes. Same, I said completely the same thing. Like I started black and white. Uh, now I can admit that it was out of fear because yeah. I, and, and I, like you said, started to start with maybe a splash of red. And when you're working with line, it, I, I do see a lot of my stuff, um, and people, a lot of people will say, oh, "I really, I think it, the most strongest work is the monochrome work because because mm. it is line based. Yeah. And yours is really inky and it's got that splat yeah. and it does work. Yeah. But that's what's great about yours is you've just got like those kind of. It's just all, I love that kind of controlled haphazardness. Yes, yeah. It, and that's what I love yeah. about the kind of 
being able to do it digitally, but I'm not very good at it. <laughs> well, this <laughs> Making is the, too much of a mess. Well, this is the thing, and what would you say that I feel? I felt that despite because it was out of fear. What I did learn through that process was that I really had to think about where the colour was going and what it was saying because yeah. there was so little of it that I had to be quite cautious Absolutely. in the use of it. So that taught me, that, you know, now when I use a lot of colour, which I've now, you know, crossed, I can do that technically. But now I, I still consider how much does it need and what's and how, yeah, how little can I say it with sometimes, you know, rather than just do it for the sake of it, it all means something. Yeah, because it, it changes the balance, it changes the focus, something mm. else will mean more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it. So so when you did the, the live stuff and the live, so it was quite large scale, right? Yeah. Did you, do you think that was the beginnings of you kind of finding your natural style in, in what it's come to be now? I think so, yeah. Um, it was really, uh, at that time, it was really inspired by a trip to Barcelona mm. in 2002, I think. Um, so it was really bold and lots of pin-up girls and mm. lots of characters. And at that point, it was just, and, and it kind of, I think it connected a lot with my love of comic art and Tank Girl and X-Men and stuff see like it. that. I can see the reference, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking and at your attitude. portfolio before I came out here to, yeah. you know, check and obviously do my own work, and um, you can totally see that now. Cause I love Jamie Hewlett's work, and yeah. uh, I've got a uh, Dave who I was telling you about earlier. My friend out of the blue, I told him I liked Damon Albarn, loved everything he'd done. Sent me an original Jamie Hewlett print from <gasps> Monkey Journey to the West in New York. So I love two fifty signed, and I was like, out of the blue, this is a surprise. I was like, what a wonderful thing. That's and it's like centerpiece in my studio. But now that you say it, I can completely say that. Uh, that reference and there's such a zest to each of your characters and there's such a, an, an individuality about each one of them you yes. see some people do portrait, portraits and they can look quite generic but yours is completely the other end of the scale like I, I kind of yeah yeah just connect with each of the people in your in your work oh and I thank think you no it's, it's so true but um it's just yeah I, yeah I can see that I never I never I never knew that about any of the sort of comic book reference but I can completely see that now so you didn't really recently you did Okay, actually, not to actually jump the gun too much, but um, so who were your first sort of clients commercially that, that you know got you started as an illustrator, beyond you know past the the, the large scale stuff? Um, I worked with a couple of collectives, one in Manchester, and they they worked a lot in um, in London, and they still I think they're doing Beat Herder, they do Beat Herder Festival, and they've just done doing something in Croatia, the Garden Festival, I think. Um, so they, um, so I worked on a diesel project with them, mm -hmm. and then uh, through the large, so th those are mostly my large scale stuff. When I was still teaching, I had my first job with, my first editorial job in this country um, with GQ magazine. Mm. It was a good start. <laughs> yeah, it was not bad. But it was great because of the, the MySpace platform, I was having Amazing articles written from it in California and really and wow yeah a lot in and doing um I did a show uh it was only me Julie West and Richard Hamilton in the UK that got picked to do a Kokeshi doll a Japanese doll um so there was loads of things going on and I was just so I think I was so open to it I was writing all the time I'd I'd walk past. Um, a magma um, doll, uh, you know, the dunnies, um, the kits, and that was in Liberty's windows, no, Selfridge's windows, and I was with a friend, and I was like, I would love to do that, I would absolutely mm. love to do that, and then two days later, someone from California messaged me, who was a contact on MySpace, and she said, we're doing this show, can I send you a wooden doll to paint? And oh, I was wow. like, yes! Yeah. And I was massive fans of both of the other UK artists. Do you think? Great. Just going sideways a little bit, but I, yeah. I've been lucky enough to sort of work to that that that, that resonates with me. That that situation of, mm. of it's it often, I often find it's more of a it's such an overwhelming desire to do it, but also what I think once you've once you've had that happen and you've done something that you really desire to do, do you, I think there's a belief then that it can happen, and I yeah. I certainly believe that if you actually if you genuinely believe that happens and you work towards putting yourself in that shop window that it's almost like 
I don't know. I, I think you put yourself in in that in the, you know in the in the in the game to do that. I think. Yeah. And I've, so many times, you know, the whole WWE thing with me, it's like I wanted that so badly, and I'm, I'm worked and all the time doing these samples to send to Dave. And when I eventually found him as a contact, it's just it seems ridiculous now. You know, if I could put it in front of my I don't know, my 15 year old self, making yeah. these bad VHS tapes for the wrestling events, these covers I've changed to design, it's like. It's, it would seem so far-fetched, but you never see that whole journey of growing into that and believing that you can do that, but, you know, I don't know, do you feel the same way, that, you know, that you, you, it feels possible after a while? Yeah, well, I think, I think experiences made me realise it was possible, and mm. this idea that you can kind of manifest it, because you've got this, this sheer belief, mm. and also real confidence you know it's just it's just carrying it with you because i think it is really hard to be your own boss your mm. own support system i mean obviously we have people that support us but at the end of the day we're the ones that have to get out of bed in the morning Completely. and do yeah. it and drive it and yeah. and and I, I remember there was one day and you just have those days sometimes well for me i do have those days where i'm like yay i went to pick up a print in this amazing framers and he does uh all the amazing street artists. Yeah. Um, he's got like kid acnes in there and uh, buff monsters and and I just said, oh, that's great. You should put it in the window. And he put that in the window and then I went to go and pick up some prints and went to the print space gallery and I was like, do you know what? I should do a show here. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you have, if you don't believe in yourself. Yes. And then they got back to me a week later and they're like, we're going to sponsor it for you. Wow. And it's yeah. just like it's just you know you you have to believe in it. You're the you're the foundation you for all of this yes. to happen. And it's about getting out there and talking to people and allowing these things to kind of just spark or sprout, yeah. however you want to yes. see it. And that only comes like you said that it is experience, isn't it? Because yeah. I remember right at the start those sort of cold days sat in the studio and like we said about you know you working in the loft kind of thing and trapping yourself in. Yeah, I did exactly the same thing. And it was but it was built on. Um, I think it was the love of I had this chance to do it and I knew that if I if I didn't give it absolutely everything at that point that it wasn't going to happen so mm. you know the portfolio comes together and the enthusiasm flows but it takes time to build that belief and, and you have to see it happen it's a catch 22 of you don't have the experience yeah. how am I going to get the experience because yeah. no one will give me any work without it and it's like but once you do it's, it is you you're the driver and you can't you can't switch motivation on you can't yeah. you can't and turn I think, inspiration I think on. it's knowing when that's that's the right time and feeling it and it, and you do because it's it's you it's your work it's so your instinctive, isn't it? yeah it is mm. and I think um, I think when we were talking about you know looking at graduate work and stuff like that it's something I really really feel um, and I've talked to a lot of artists about this and had panel discussions about it and the whole idea of social media allowing us to kind of be absorbed by all this, this overwhelming amount of imagery and inspiration is it's, it's like a lot of uh, students are coming out and they just want to fast track they want to yeah. get to this point that you know takes sometimes five years two mm. years ten years oh, yeah. and it's it's all about building that and then once you've got that then yay yeah that's it I mean I'm doing this seven years full time now and I'm only just reaching a point where I, I feel there's methods to madness moving forward you know it's like and I, and start to understand what people like about my work now, and yeah. what and, and what I love, and what generates that, and you know like this. So I I feel it'd be ten years before I really I'm really sort of confident enough to really kind of you know have the confidence to pick a direction and really go. Yeah, for but that's it. great. You've just written your first book. Yeah. Well, that that's <laughs> amazing. Well, well, that's it. And and again, like we said, it's that it's that you know what I'm gonna and do. You know, it, so I want you that know to that's gonna be successful because you believe in it, and you know that yes. you've got people uh, behind you and beside you yeah. and and you've got a great story to tell and yeah. experiences and that's it it's those experiences isn't it yeah um, it is and it's the same as what you said about the myspace thing it, it was the love of other people in the same boat getting in touch through platforms like twitter getting back saying hey how's it going like i read your blog post just one guy checking you checking you're all right that was a pretty dark one like i was ranting about you know, <laughs> six weeks without work uh, what's it all about and, and um but that opened my eyes i was like okay how's there's, your pet rat there's a <laughs> that's book two right there how's your pet rat <laughs> i love that because speaking of pet rats actually when when um daniel and i shared a studio in oyster mill in preston 
um, one day we were sat there and Danny just goes, she, he goes, but next year, rat, rat, oh, a mouse, I don't know what it is on the floor. Like, and I was like, what? And I didn't say anything. He's like, it's got, it's got a mini bookcase. And I was like, are you hallucinating? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't hear a thing. So anyway, like, it was like 20 minutes later, it was like a scene from Bottom, or like the young ones are just like Brilliant. moving all this all this furniture and looking around. Never did find it. And um, I always like, said, you, you hallucinated that. So we went through a phase on our website where we, we named the rat Black, whether it existed or not, after yeah. Black Black, Black, Black for the Rat. And... Um, <laughs> so on the bottom of our websites we had this little sort of rat at the, bo- at the bottom just to sort of like it was a weird little in <laughs> I don't know why it made it to our website but we did no explanation for it and then when we moved out we found we was dead found, them, found the dead rat on the floor and it was like oh Black like, and I was like it did exist he was like I told you I told you I wasn't going mad and he was like <laughs> brilliant just, I love that pet rat pet, illustrators and pet rats I love yeah. it <laughs> Oh god, that's funny. So you're still doing workshops, right? I think I saw you did this yeah. advance port was it portrait? Yeah, I did um they just wanted uh to yeah, I think think we wanted to do quite a simple one for that, which was really great. Um it was a portraiture one. And uh I think that's something that I realised through doing these workshops is that um we're so concentrating on digital stuff and I think a lot of the online tutorials, from what I've seen and what um, what students have said to me, it's like, okay, here's the face, now this is how to render it or this is how to, mm. to complete it. So it's just it's just basically me being my dad. No, rub it out. No, do the next one. No, you're <laughs> getting bogged down. Do the next yeah. one. They're working really fast and they're just getting this pace and just... It's just fun because... Um, I know that it's so easy to smudge it out and change it, and you can spend an hour on this, and it's just like, it It was a bit of a challenge for me. Each of them, I, I try and do them completely different. So I had two hours with, with, these, with this group, and I was like, how can I do all of this in two hours? So mm-hmm. I wanted to do a presentation as a group. <clears throat> so I do like a slideshow yeah. of all the different, so telling them how to break, how to break it down, and then working one-to-one. And it, it it's quite funny and just being it just working out all the strategies and how to structure it so that they're progressing so much mm. in just a short space of time. Yeah. And it's it's just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find I, I do the odd days teaching here and there, like I do Central Saint Martins and on the nice. enhanced illustration course. Yeah. And it's a five day course where um, they basically create something organically, scan it in, and and learn some basic manipulation techniques in Photoshop. Uh, just to compose the layers, basically, is, yeah. what, is what I just thought. So I'm essentially teaching what I do, and it's like, I, but I, I find that I learn quite a lot from the students. Like it, it, it's, you know, because yeah, you, you you really, when you master your style, there's often that tendency to stick with it, and, and you, you keep doing that style because that's what you're commissioned for. Mm. But when I walk around and I see these students with no confidence in these beautiful marks that they're making, and I'm going, when did I stop doing that? When did I yeah. stop experimenting with charcoal? <coughs> so if I introduce that to my work, and I often feel like I'm going away, you know, with learning as much as those guys are learning from from me and the other tutors. You know, do you get the same thing? You, yeah, you, I do. Yeah. I do. I get. Um, I, I I feel positively charged as well because they're excited. I'm excited. Mm. They're excited. They're at that that point where they're just like, oh, I just want to read. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to be here to do yes. this to meet you. It's amazing. When you see an idea register or, or someone turn a corner, whether it's technically or of confidence, it's such a buzz. So good. I love it. It's such a good feeling. It's like, yeah. I had these, um, these friend, um, four friends, uh, Japanese uh, fashion illustrators that were studying in Central St. Martins, I mm. think they were in their first year, and I was like, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. That, it didn't make sense, like the stuff they were doing. It's like, wow, that makes, that's, I wouldn't have done that ever, yeah. and that's just just total play because that that's a thing. I'm I'm teaching about experimentation, play, mark making, and mess, yeah. and that's something that I find really hard myself. So it's almost like I'm learning through them. Definitely, yeah. definitely, it's great. Yeah, I love that. It's just oh. so. What, so what's going on at the moment? What have you got? Any things lined, projects lined up, or any exhibitions, or? Yeah, um, I'm still working on a pretty multifaceted project for Clinique that that started a couple of months ago, 
Um, so it's like an, a new new range of makeup. So we've just I worked with Jelly London mm. to do an animation. So it's like a short fifteen second social media animation, but yeah. I haven't seen my work animated before, and it's just going to be really cute. Um, so I'm finishing that campaign with them. Um, I got my first um, regular editorial job, so I have that every month, which is great. It's cool. Yeah. Really good, and I'm working for a guy in Gadget Mag, you know, T3 magazine. Okay, yeah. They're great, so I work with them every month. That's really that cool. Kind of, yeah, that's great. And, um, yeah, hopefully doing some more live drawing. Mm. I've got quite a few uh, requests for doing that because it's London Fashion Week soon yeah. and I'm doing the workshops and some more live painting. I think I'm going to do some, uh, do a night at the Ace Hotel. That's cool. one of my favourite London venues which I'm really excited about. And it, can people still get on the workshops? Are they available still? Or? The workshops sold out straight away. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Sold out. <laughs> they didn't even get onto Twitter. It was wow. amazing. Congrats. That's fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, because um, they're literally just an hour. So I just go through through all the different all the different ranges because I work, I work as an ambassador for Liquitex. Mm. Um, so they've got such a range of different materials. So that was one of my last... Um, workshops I did for a part of uh, Free Range, mm. the graduate show in um, off Brick Lane in the Truman Brewery, and the workshop was supposed to be two to three hours, and I was supposed to have a set amount of people. Mm. Uh, I had twice the amount of people, and I only had um, one one hour. So, but we had to split the group into two because we didn't have enough materials. Yeah. So I had to run both different materials on this table and different materials on this table. It was kind of a bit of a juggling act, but it just made it so much fun. And it was just yeah. like, I was just apt. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> I came away, like my whole core muscles were, it's like, this is a good workout. It was so yeah. intense. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> so um, so um, I'm doing a few more of those. And then I don't know. I know I've got some stuff. Yeah, I've been I've been doing some workshops in Barcelona, and I'm going out to Barcelona again to do one in October, and then in September I've been um, in talks. Well, I say in talks. There's a lovely um, handmade brush company in Barcelona. And they send me sample brushes and mm -hmm. I put them online. They're like, wow, we've got 300 new followers. You're wow. amazing. Let, let's send you some more. That's and they really were, cool, yeah. Yeah, so they were, they were saying, oh, we'd really like you to come. We'll um, yeah. pay for your flights and accommodation. We want you to come to the to see how we make the brushes and we want to make misled brushes. Oh, wow. I know, it's really That's cool. Because awesome, yeah. I'm not a merchandise person. I don't really have misled t-shirts or yeah. bags or anything like that because it's just... There's so many companies, you know, as you know, that want to sell your prints. So, so, so it was nice to wait and find yeah. something that's just so covetable and that's collectible. So, like brushes, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's really brilliant nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. It's like branded rats. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's amazing. Do you think? Do you think the balance between all the things that you're doing, um, obviously, as a real busy person, between the workshops and the studios? Yeah. So, I find that it really keeps everything fresh. I think it keeps it keeps me on my toes. I mm. find it it's difficult though. Mm. You know, like I'm doing the live painting yeah. and I'll be working in acrylic and it will be dense and it won't be something that I do on paper. It'll be completely different style. I haven't done that in a year, maybe mm. longer. So it's going to be really daunting and I have to learn how to do that again. Yeah. That's difficult and it, it doesn't always make it a pleasant yeah. process. But a healthy thing, I think, also to challenge a healthy challenge. I, I think too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love it, and I get a lot out of it. Yeah. When it's done, and luckily with a lot of these, they say, "Oh, you can take it to your studio for a yeah. couple of days." Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'll only actually agree uh, if I can do that, or it, it's just also having the time to be able to set a, a structure. When I did the live painting, you know, I worked for a week, and I timed myself. I had to do. Mm. Um, 
when I did the Secret Wars, I did uh, 8x4 in 45 minutes, and then the next one was two 8x4s yeah, in yeah. 45 minutes, and then I had to do, and it's yeah. just so, you know, everyone was freestyling, because they're yeah. graffiti artists, and they do this all the time, but I was like, yeah. I had Fabriano rolls everywhere in my flat, and I was just timing, got a friend around to time me, and I was like, wow. got, I had the guides in mm. my mind, and it's just, you know, everything, you just have to work hard to make everything look easy. <laughs> you, do, you, do, you do, you do, and I also think the, um, I think pressure's good, you know, the speed sort yeah, of, absolutely. it, it, it falls, you, you find so things much. that you would procrastinate over otherwise and, yeah. and you know, end up overkilling things, it, it brings out that some simplicity, I think. Yeah, well. and I think that's what I love about being a commercial illustrator, and, and I always push, and I think that's, that's one of the things that I want to push in this trip when I'm meeting all these uh, creative directors and art buyers is yes look I can do really beautiful mm -hmm. women but how exciting is this I'm doing I'm doing other stuff I can do yeah. architecture I can do mm -hmm. you know work, I've done national trash map I've, I've done yeah. the work with that we did uh, for Lufthansa yes and things like that and it's um and those are the projects that I love the most the ones that you kind of get the briefing and initially I go oh god <laughs> and then I come out with something that I would never have yes. done myself, and I'm really proud of that. Mm. What well, you do, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, I think you have to respond, don't you? You know, yeah. when these challenges are put in front of you, and you know, again, it's another experience thing. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and you know, it's a facet of personalities too, isn't it? You know. So it's, mm. Well, there's a, actually before I there's a little last question that I was asked on the show, but um, where could, where's the best place for people to check out your stuff, your links and um, I'm doing a lot better at updating my my website. Um, Facebook is great. Instagram's great because it's something that's that's constantly yeah. I'm constantly feeding into that. Yeah. Um, and are you under just misled on all those platforms? Um, misled for Facebook. Um, I'm also so it's miss underscore led one. Yeah. For Instagram and uh, misled stuff for Twitter. Yeah, and your website is misled.co.uk. Cool, and of course, illustration limited. And yeah, which I'm constantly updating as well. Yeah, cool. And okay, so the last section on the show, I always ask, I call it the shark in the tank section. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and uh, basically, my favourite piece of art is Damien Hurst's. Um, Physical impossibility of death in the mind of someone really? living the shark. Yes, it blows my mind the concept and the scale of it. But um, so I asked someone to name it, it's something they love, something they hate, a, a real big inspiration. It it could be on this day or it could be a you know favorite thing of all time. Not necessarily a piece of art. It could be, it could be anything from a comic to a, an album to a, a a phrase, anything at all. Oh, just wow. just yeah. I mean, it's kind of putting you on the spot, but it's <laughs> something that you know excites you or drives you. Oh, really? you off. <laughs> um, I think it would be. Would it be enough to say New York? No, absolutely not. It's relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely relevant. Just, just talking about the the the, the feeling that that mm. I came away with. Yeah. Um, on my last trip, I mean, there's so many things. I'm thinking about seeing, you know, these these vast, these humongous paintings by. Jenny Savile mm. going to Lucian Freud retrospective at the Tate and yeah. listening to In Rainbows maybe just yeah. like just those layers of sound and yeah. just the, the, the kind of visuals what a fantastic panorama of things yeah <laughs> but they're all kind of in my consciousness now because we've been yeah. talking about them absolutely yeah mm. see where that leads you to there <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> cool well thanks ever so much Thank you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to see what this trip brings out. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you talk about unique marketing tools, I don't think there's anybody that could make a pet rat seem cool, except Misled, of course. Um, misled brush, yeah, that's going to be really, really cool. But the Misled pet rat, come on, you've got to give me credit there. I really think I fit on something. <laughs> But in all seriousness, you um, you really should head over to misled.co.uk and check out Joe's social media links in particular. We all know how amazing her work is. Go check out the variety of things she's doing. 
but look at the story she's telling behind the work and how she's using social media platforms to get that across to these huge, huge audiences. I think my current Instagram following is shy of 900, and that's not bad, but when you're talking about 40,000 people on Joe's channels, that's special, and there's a reason why that is so huge. We talked about MySpace, and you know, I think I used MySpace and posted about two stupid pictures of something to do with football. But when you think that at that same time, misled, starting a brand and engaging people and messaging people with new work back then, then there's a reason why she's absolutely dwarfing me on social media channels. And I've got a lot of learning to do, as we all have, I, I believe. Uh, you know, you get people who are so-called social media experts, and I'm not saying they're not way down the track, but it's a really new thing. That's what we, t we all need to grasp. All these apps and everything is still really fresh in our industry. And Joe is an absolute pioneer of how she's sold her work using those channels. So go and look at that and learn a lot. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. I loved spending time with Joe and finding out a little bit of background. Got some amazing guests coming up, but I still I want to hear who you guys want to see. I want some engagement. I want to find out why you want to hear the people you want to hear. I want to hear what segments you'd like to hear on the show. And if you want to be on the show, then let us know. You know, it's like everything else. If you don't ask, you don't get. And I'm open to good ideas and good guests. So hit us up. And... Uh, Thanks as ever. Uh, get over to uh, at Arrest All Mimics on the Twitter, arrestallmimics at gmail.com if you want a more personal route. We're up for it. Get in touch. Um, thanks for listening and look forward to seeing you in the next show.